Hello and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of For All Mankind, Season 1, Episode 5, Into the Abyss, written by David Weddle and Bradley Thompson, directed by Sergio Mamika Gazan. Premiered 11-15 of 2019 and I gave this episode another 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. It took me a while to get to this recording because I decided I needed to color my hair <laughs> just very randomly on this Friday night. The grays were just depressing me. So when people tell me I don't look my age, trust me, I gobble that shit up all the way. I need all of the affirmation of youth that I can get and also hair dye. So let's go ahead and jump into this recap. Everyone is watching Apollo 15 with cameras, especially focused on Molly. And Wayne is a proud husband and wife. Jackie, I'm jealous of you. Or is it wife-husband? The gender roles are kind of swapped in their relationship, which is perfectly fine and healthy. And I love it. That kid said, why is she getting so much attention? Dad is still her boss. Okay, they ain't got nothing to do with the fact that this is a moment... <laughs> Four women and I felt as if if Karen was a little bit more proud she would have told him that uh, Molly is humbled to be staring at all of civilization on a tiny blue ball the metaphors are hitting on all cylinders she does get choked up after hearing the letter that Deke reads from Abigail who finally got her own Apollo craft and named it after her and she believes in her they ask you how you are you just have to that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand molly is hands down my favorite character because she reminds me a lot of me always just saying inappropriate shit cameras on don't care she tells her she will try to not let her down and i love her realism even in the face of propaganda too many people assure people in these type of situations that it's going to work out but realistically it might not and that's a lesson people need to learn as well that's why you go have those people going through life in a life in a bubble. A star is indeed born, and Ed tells her to not forget the little people. They receive good news regarding a possible location to find ice, which the whole world already knows about. I'm sure Nixon has something to do with it, so that if the mission fails, he can not only fire Deke, but he's got a crusade against women in the organization to begin with. Even though it was his idea, because he was trying to copy after the Russians. Shackleton, they probably did it for different reasons, too. I mean, we don't know their side of the story at this point. Shackleton is the site with the most possible ice, but Frigus is where they are supposed to be landing. Houston thinks it's too dangerous to attempt the mission, as it was unplanned and 4K, come up, 4K, 4,000 kilometers away. I apologize for all of my stuttering in advance. It's one o'clock in the morning on a Friday. I am so high, I can hear and despite assurances that my job was supposed to be really slow today, it was the busiest fucking day of the week. So I needed to decompress myself. And here's out Molly's concerns. Concerns? <laughs> which were his direct orders to stay on track and here he is out here playing rambo 
wanting to be the first to put his dick on something though to be fair molly would ultimately have the win powers of course is all about it and houston considers it seeing as you know why not and he's they're told that the soviets are putting missiles on the moon gene's like why would the soviets put missiles on the moon this is why we create world ending shit thinking someone else must have that crazy ass idea Ed calls her out on going through training half-baked and she admits that was then but fuck it no risk no reward this is how we do Wayne joins Karen's landing party at her house with a bottle of liquor she will never open. He gifts her with a bottle of liquor and a story that makes her run for the next room about his very, or about the person who made the, I'm not even sure. It was a tragic hero story, but that's weird because you're kind of married to one in a way. The media are dragging the shit out of NASA's last minute decision, calling it foolhardy and too risky for a woman. Considering the press are waiting for a reason to claim women can't hack it in space, which even Frank is aware of, and we know Frank ain't that smart, since papers <laughs> are ran by Republican men, and I'm sure Fox News has something to do with it even then, I can see that as the response. For fuck's sake, they're still trying to control the fucking uterus right now. Have you heard this news? The Texas is punishing a woman for an abortion due to rape more severely than the rapist? What the hell is the world coming to? 20 motherfucking 21. And you still telling me what to do with my fucking body after you've abused me, used me, <laughs> and paid child support till the 19 fucking 80s? Jesus Christ are holding on for dear life ed has a moment of vulnerability admitting that this was the closest he came to the moon last time to molly i love their bonding relationship in this and she even admits you're a good teacher even when i'm shitty with you and he's she replies stick with me kid i'll take you all the way this time it is rather momentous and the show does a really good job of revving up the drama this is the moment where I was at the edge of my seat. The Seahawk had landed and I celebrated. And I also started dancing to, um, you know, Beyonce. Yeah, I know, Ed did some work. He landed the thing, but let me have my moment. Danielle picks up her husband from the war, and I love the 100% black girl that came out of her as she was alone with him in the car. She was like, yeah, I've been going to press circuits as the token. We all know. I've been looking at some of my old pictures from work, and I was so the token. <laughs> I was i was so the token it is and never appreciated too you best believe i could that's a whole that's a jones chronicle thing we can go into that one day but the point is 
I've been there and I understood it all. And if you've ever been the token, this was just a real moment for us. But then her excitement, like, I got assigned to Apollo 18. Yeah, girls, going to, sp- uh, going to space, to the moon. That's actually in the same place. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have pressed the record button. However, when he gets to Ellington base, and he's leaving uh, for the last time and he's saluted by the guard he tosses his stripes in his face i'm sure that's very warranted karen is still frosty with tracy congratulating her on apollo 25 while also thinking it is rather insane that a woman would be repairing a satellite in orbit because that's not what women do i love tracy's eye roll you friends with someone but at the same time you're just like oh it's like you're in my life but if i could avoid you i just might ellen is being peer pressured to marry larry because dating was not a thing back then or even living together to see if that's something y'all both want and because she's a woman and her uterus has a time bomb on it her marital status is very important more important than her career that she just got Gloria, which is Frank's wife, is bragging that she had to drag her husband down the aisle as if that is something to be proud of and not sad as fuck. Wayne is staring at the moon and because Karen is the perfect hostess, she can't like, she wants to be so rude, but she don't know how to be fully, like she's do upside remarks. She inquires about his relief that Molly landed safely, but Wayne wants to talk about his nightmares. Karen says she doesn't have them and doesn't ever worry about her husband dying and being helpless about it as he continues his story because, you know, he needs to get it off his chest. And he thought her of all people would understand. She tells him, we don't talk about these things. Molly isn't into the photo op and can't believe Nixon is calling her like holy shit oh you can't censor that out because this is live tv do I still sound like shit I feel like I still sound like shit you didn't know I've been sick for like three days (laughs) and I think because it's so late that it's it's creeping back into my voice I love when Molly's like uh yeah Mr. President you're so proud and we're doing like (laughs) she is not stupid she knows exactly like this is all press propaganda but she tells him she will bring him back enough ice for a highball because she knows how he likes a stiff drink. <laughs> when the women drink tamale, Karen kicks everyone out because Ed goes to bed. So does she. <laughs> Girl, you need a life. Karen is appalled, calling Wayne weird, and he smells funny. Tracy's like, that's marijuana, and no, he didn't do it in the house. He did it before he came over, which explains a lot. Day two, time to find some ice on the moon. Danielle and Clayton meet with 18 submission commander, Gordo, who meets them in their bar. He was not expecting the husband to accompany her, but smoothly grabbed that other glass. <laughs> he had champagne out like this was a date. Clayton doesn't appreciate her commander's drinking, though he never doubted women. Gordo would cut it despite his own actions toward his wife and that Molly is indeed kicking ass. 
on the mission that he was supposed to be on and he doesn't even sound bitter about it i died when she told him about what louis armstrong actually did for music and he's like yeah i liked hello dolly the most generic shit streamlined for men like him to like that moment when you know you're with an unwoke caucasian chuckling but also withering on the inside as black artists don't get credit for the genre many white artists copy mimic uh don't give any type of credit to what inspired it not all but you know a lot karen goes to see wayne yes girl i was thinking get a life it's like get that bohemian smoke that joint the music had me in tears i thought this is good for her i'm rooting for this friendship he's a very gifted artist making cover art for bands and a gnarly canvas of his dream she's like that's a doobie it's a it's a drug it's like it's an herb then why is it a felony i don't know ask the liquor lobby see i know you like my swagger you no know strap when i come through chain hanging like golly baba I was disappointed that she came over to Queen B on him, saying this can this can totally ruin Molly's career. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Wayne is all about expressing his emotions and doesn't appreciate that she came over to judge his life. And he is concerned about the fact that his wife could die and things can't be controlled with positive thought. So you need to smoke that doobie, Karen. Day two comes up empty for the astronauts. Gordo, Danielle, and Clayton continue to drink, which is never good for two hostile men. As he asked where Clayton was stationed in Nam, when Clayton hears he didn't serve, and that he got saved from the draft via his astronaut pen or his wings, things start to go downhill. Gordo wanted to serve, seeing as his father did, but Clayton thinks he's white and privileged. Gordo claps back in a manner both men understand more than Danielle, it seemed. First he asks what it's like after he steps back from calling him out on being white and privileged by saying he dodged a bullet not serving because you know it's terrible. So what was it like? And because Danielle probably does want to hear these stories and, and breach this conversation even though she didn't want to push it, she does give that inquiring look. So he says it was terrifying and miserable but then you become the platoon and the platoon can't be beat so then there's the savage joy gordo asks about my lie or may lee may lie my lao oh my god i might have said that wrong 14 different times if you didn't know this was a real life event the mass murder of unarmed south vietnamese citizens or civilians by u.s troups in son ten district in south vietnam on march 16th of 1968 killing 300 to 500 people there was death there was rape and there were babies in ditches 
This was due to the frustration of the guerrilla war tactics, I'm sure, during the war that made it so very drawn out. Uh, the evasion of the enemy. There was also the massive amounts of cocaine. The U.S. Army was pretty much addicted to the shit and why it's the popular choice of most urban communities. And when I say urban communities, I mean Beverly Hills, 90210. It's the go-to white American drug. I'm in love with the cocoa. I'm in love with the cocoa. I got it for the lolo. I'm in love with the cocoa. History is full of fucked up decision making made by people <laughs> who are very uneducated and somehow make their way into government and continue to do so. It's just mind fucking boggling. No, 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 I'm just saying I'm do shit to you. Don't worry about it. He popped shots at the comfortable position of being a bomber during the war, you know, villages and shit from afar. While Wardo thinks the savage joy is for those who get close enough to see the bullet hit. Jesus Christ. As much as I wanted to take a side in this, I blame both men. They were egging each other on from jump. <laughs> and they took it there because they wanted to. They was itching for a fight. Danielle sends Clayton on his way because this is her world and he's fucking it up. Somebody gonna fight my flight commander. What the fuck? She does tell Gordo though he was way out of line and had no right to shove his nose into something being home one damn day. Karen opens up that you know what I'm really sad about is that at the end of this episode I skip all of the the interlude between that moment and two years in the future and I'm rather pissed. <laughs> That's the only thing I was not happy about. I was like, oh, so how's this next conversation going to go? Oh, I'll never find out. Karen opens up that she does have nightmares after Ed. Wayne's like, let it out. I'm here for you. You came for this shit, okay? You needed to bond with a soul sister. I'm here for you. Ed and Molly continue to bond as he tells Shane, if he's listening, he wrote his name on the moon. That is so bitchin'. People really said that? Um, <laughs> Ed admits he's good with the grand gestures as a father, but shit as the actual day-to-day -day dad. Molly's like, I don't have kids because I'm not about the... Work, 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 work. He reminisces back on the bike story. I'm glad none of my predictions came true this episode. I was falling into the trope and they surprised me. He uh, admits that he got angry when his son got flustered and took the excuse to walk away. He wonders what is wrong with him, even sheds a tear over it like I'll never forget the look on his face. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, I want to do this. Molly tells him he's a selfish prick like herself. Sometimes we are who we are and that can be problematic for the people that love us. But, you know... They do understand in their own way why we do the things that we do, but we know it's causing the other person pain, but we can't help but be who we are, and it is kind of their choice that they choose to stay. I also like the spouses being able to connect and open up because of it. She knew Wayne was terrified, but chose to make him 
so so that she could go to the moon despite the brave front he was putting on he knows karen been fronting too and for how long she declares we are ego maniacal narcissists that's what explorers are we move the ball forward for mankind and i say the same thing about introverts do you know how much unpaid therapy forced upon us based on our awesome listening skills and clear understanding of exactly who you are as a person shorty powers assures the media that they will find ice nasa's like nope but they do decide to go for the crater and ed and molly max a winch out or make a winch out of the rover with only so much oxygen to get down and back up only one can go down while the other one lifts molly of course is a smart choice because she is lighter so he allows her to take the risk as she herself was a climber caution is being tossed to the wind in the race for the base okay wayne did you really need to paint her dream and give it to her i'm not sure i agree with that move <laughs> like she has a child in the house and he clearly didn't get the memo on his wife's actions he started getting melodramatic and she said boy in my house get your shit together get it all together and put it in a backpack all your shit so it's together through more attention than my heart can take molly finds the ice pushing the limits of her o2 and i can't stand when people can't breathe i don't like it um i'm not as bad as my friend who sees people drowning and then she can't breathe on tv it just makes me uncomfortable the press is ready to embrace the newfound spouses of celebrity icons as they all go out and greet arm in arm the wives of apollo 15 is this what the first male first lady is gonna be like like holy shit i have to do all the stuff <laughs> that i delegated and you know it's gonna be a, a wife just like um it has to be because men do not like their them, them they don't they don't they feel intimidated by a strong woman so it takes a certain kind of man to be able to step up to that and not a lot many alphas as much as they like to say so are about that houston tells ed lord knows i am patiently waiting houston tells ed and molly after they soak up some much needed air that even margo is smiling molly said i need you to get photo evidence please as they hydrate she sees her rock is melting confirming that it's water then they jump to two motherfucking years later oh hell no okay. on one hand this is exciting jamestown base lands next to shackleton crater having claimed it for the u.s on 10 12 of 1960 or 1973 it's apollo 21 and i'm upset because for fuck's sake there was so much meat with those potatoes and i felt like we already went to dessert and i'm not finished eating my meal yet but i'm sure there's more to come and if this is what they serving up and doing time jumps i'm i'm all about it i'm so all about it I have to go press my hair now and conserve the rest of my voice. 
If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackorcatch at gmail.com, you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>